It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent April 13th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Get your shoes shined up, boy. Boy, ooh, I'm going to run you ragged, boy. Boy. We're late again. Fucking late. I'm in trouble. I'm a girl in trouble. I'm late. (laughs) But nowadays, thanks to pro-choice, you're never in trouble. (laughs) What? Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and abortion bubble. Uh... Uh, I'm giggling a little bit at the uh, <clears throat> expense of some very um, <laughs> hurtful, hurtful, hurtful and um, wide open discussions, you know, that's being a comic, chuckling at the grave. So yeah, as I mentioned, uh, late, always late, not always late, rarely late, actually, Um you know, I don't know. I've just been kind of fucking uh, adjusting to the new springtime, really. So cut me some slack, please. I'm getting ready for the Easter bunny. You know, he's going to be hopping around here pretty soon. It's Easter season next week. So um, basically spring is here. And, uh, you know, it's a little pissy out. Little, I live in downtown Toronto. So it's out like a lamb, in like a lion, or in like a lamb, out like a lion, the weather. Yeah, like, in like a lamb, you know? In like a lion. Fuck, no, it's in like a lion. In like a lamb. In like a lamb. Out like a lion. You know? Like MGM. (laughs) Out like an MGM picture. Like, because, you know, you're never really rid of winter. You're never really rid of it in Canada until, like, you know, mid-April, end of April. It always lingers, you know? won't just fuck off. So, like... I'm late dealing with this weather change, getting ready for the Easter bunny, making abortion jokes. I don't know what the fuck I'm on, but like I'm just trying to say Jonathan Ramtran the podcast strives to be up Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday of every week. I'm a little late this week. <laughs> it's Saturday. <laughs> it's not even really, well, no, it's still in the week, I guess. Sunday's the beginning of the new week, right? So at least I'm still in the week. It's a Saturday. I'm late. It's not usual that I'm late, but like I said, getting used to the weather changes, ups and downs, smiles and frowns. A couple other things in my life going on. I've been sleeping kind of bad lately. I've been having some bad sleeps. I'm going to get to that. But first, if you're new to the podcast, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, I am an actor extraordinaire. I was once filming a, a feature 
the shitty fucking, it was an independent film. It, uh, hmm, I mean, it was ill-fated, doomed from the start. I mean, it was a, it was called, I don't know, I'm not even going to say the name of it. I don't care if anyone ever finds this hunk of shit that I was in. That's up for them to search. But it was basically like a sci-fi film with no budget. How are you going to do a sci-fi film with no budget? It was all about like um, mistaken identity and stolen identity and, um, you know, computers scanning information and shit like that. But we had no actual technology done on a shoestring budget. No special effects. It looked like shit. The script was shit. It was garbage, stupid. Ill-fated, ill-planned, ill-timed, just everything, right? Hunk of garbage, fucking crock of shit. Luckily, my part was like, I played like a thug. <laughs> Go figure, right? Black man playing a thug. <clears throat> well, you know, for every two there is a fro, for every stop there is a go, and that's what makes the world go around. I don't know how that ties in, but I just said it. Anyways, um... You know, whatever. It was what it was. I was playing a thug. But it was kind of like a comedic kind of thug, in a way. Like, um, the whole point it was, like, we were supposed to play, like, the... Like, it was me and a couple other dudes. And we're playing, like, the, you know, the bumbling goons of, like, the big boss. Whoever the big boss was or the big villain. We were, like, the, the, main, the main villain's goons, Right? So uh, we would ham it up and shit like that. So I didn't have any speaking lines. I had, you know, some pretty decent screen time, but no speaking lines. It was all very, like, physical comedy type of stuff. So I thought, okay, that's cool. I could be funny and not have to say to repeat any of these shitty fucking, um, (laughs) this fucking god-awful script. I don't have to say anything. I could just be physically funny, and it's a good experience for me, right? I was young, I was like 19, new to Toronto at the time, had just moved here from uh, Edmonton, Alberta, that's where I'm originally from, Edmonton, Alberta, so, you know, I'm in this shitty feature film, uh, (coughs) doing some physical comedy type of shit, whatever, water off a duck's ass, so one day we're shooting in this pub, we're shooting in this bar, this, this bar downtown Toronto. It's actually called, I think it's actually called, um, it's on College Street, College and uh, Spadina. Pretty much at, right in that area, right? Uh, U of T campus, Kensington Market, Chinatown, right in that area. Real hub of, uh, real hub of uh, life in Toronto, right? So I'm down there. We're shooting at this pub down there. And... Uh, down in that area, and uh, the day of the shoot, we get there at like fucking noon, call time's at noon, so I get there, and you know, I rap my scene, I don't know, it raps pretty quick, you know, within two hours of being there, so then, I don't know, I'm just dicking around, because we had, the crew had plans to stay and chill and have drinks that day, right, so you know, I'm, I'm having a couple beers, hanging out at the pub, I go in the bathroom to take a piss, and this guy, this fucking tall white guy, bald beard, kind of like sidles in after me, right? I'm standing, I'm standing there at the urinal taking a piss, right? Psss, taking a piss. This fucking guy sidles up next to me. Oh, so you guys are shooting a film, are you? 
Oh, that's cool. So you're an actor, are you? <laughs> oh. He's like talking to me while I'm taking a piss, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. But like, I don't know. It was just kind of strange. I was just, I'm like, I was in that phase too where like when you're a young man and you're learning about life and shit like that and having come from theater and listening to like the word on the street, people were really coming around to, um, I guess, a lot of like you call it the gay movement. I don't know what you would call it, but like, you know, it was very in the air, the idea of tolerance, tolerance towards the gay community. This was like uh, 2008, right? And I was just like, hmm, okay, I don't, I don't know why this guy's talking to me, but like, there's no need for me to be like a, it, it's pretty pleasant enough. I mean, maybe that's just the way this guy is. Like, I mean, I personally wouldn't walk up to somebody I don't know at a fucking urinal and start talking to them. But I'm like, there's no need for me to get all homophobic. I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this is. This guy's just talking to me. He can't really see anything, right? He's kind of like to the side of me. So I'm like, that's okay. Whatever he wants to talk, we can talk. <laughs> so as I'm pissing, I'm just like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I'm an actor. I'm taking a piss, it's, right? He's like, oh, that's so cool. And he's like talking and shit, right? I'm like, what a fucking idiot. So I wash my hands and then I, I go outside. And um, there's like a big buck hunter. If you guys know that video game, Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> big Buck Hunter. Get your loonies and toonies out, boy. It's time to play some Big Buck Hunter. So Big Buck Hunter, you know, it's a game where you shoot these poor bucks, you know, these poor deers and does and bucks and antelope and shit. You're just shooting them, right? It's a video game. It's harmless, right? So I'm going to throw a couple bucks in there, have a couple beers, play Big Buck Hunter, right? What the fuck? You know, young actor, having fun, you know, on set, feeling pretty good, pretty good day. Sure, this weirdo's talking to me, but, you know, whatever. Let's play a little Big Buck Hunter, throw a couple loonies in the thing. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Pew, 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 pew. Die, you fucking antelope. Shooting antelope, deers, does, bucks, right? So I'm playing Big Buck Hunter. This fucking guy comes up again, you know? Oh, ha, 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 ha. you like Big Buck Hunter, do you? Here, ha, ha, ha. Here, I got some loonies and toonies for you. And he's like feeding loonies and toonies into the machine for me, right? So I'm like, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> shooting fucking ducks, big bucks, you know, just shooting things, right? It's a video game for crying out loud, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll play a little Big Buck Hunter with this weirdo. So I spent the afternoon getting drunk playing Big Buck Hunter with this dude. I don't know, what the hell, you know? Waiting for, like, the rest of the film to wrap up, right? Because there was a bunch of different sh scenes getting shot in the pub, right? So finally, the film shoot's done for the day. I don't know. It's, like, around 8 o'clock. The whole thing wraps. So then the, the, the crew, we, we stick around to party a little bit, right? We're having a few beers, drinks, karaoke, shit like that. Through the course of the night, I wind up, like, uh, I don't know. I meet some girl. So, I don't know, whatever, we're cha-cha-chawing on the dance floor, whatever, dancing cheek to cheek, whatever the fuck we were doing, wiping the floor. So then um, we wind up leaving together, right? So, you know, we're getting our shit on and stuff, and um, we're heading for the door, and that guy comes up to me, right? The guy from the Big Buck Hunter and the pissing fiasco, he comes up to me and goes, um, oh, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I was like what uh yeah we're we're leaving 
me and me and my friend here, this this girl, she, <laughs> this cute little thing, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're leaving, and he goes, uh, oh, uh, uh, th- what about what about that moment we had in the bathroom? What mo- when you accosted me when you sidled up next to me while I was taking a piss that moment? She's like, oh, 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 I, th- I thought I thought you were gay. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> and then I left with that chick. <laughs> but I remember he was just so pissed. He's like, I thought you were gay. And he's like looking at me with this fucking scrounged up look on his face. Disgruntled, pissed off look on his face. I thought you were gay. <laughs> just because I'm an actor? Don't judge a book by its cover, honey. Not all actors are as queer as they look. All right? Uh, so yes, actor, 18 years of experience. I am also a alcoholic. Uh-oh. Two years, five months of sobriety. If you need it, go out there and get it. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Sweet. I almost said sweep. That's another thing. When you become a rejuvenated, uh, recovering alcoholic, you'll take on all sorts of stupid jobs you don't really want to do. Like, uh, you know... You used to be a doctor, now you're a fucking janitor sweeping floors. I'm going to get to that. But yes, um, stand-up comic, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, you hear that duck? Um, It was a fucking swan flew by. But anyways, um, yes, alcoholic, five years. My fucking brain's going shit right now. Let me take a sip of coffee here, because I'm an alcoholic. I drink coffee now. <clears throat> okay, yes. So, yes, alcoholic, two years, five months of sobriety. If you need it, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Just go out there and get it. Search out some recovery rooms, maybe get into some sort of program. It's your life, and uh, you got a beautiful life ahead of you. And if you're anything like I was towards the end of my drinking, the party was just over. I wasn't drinking with gay guys at bars anymore, playing Big Buck Hunter. I wasn't uh, having fun. I was just by myself, secluded, isolated, alone, getting drunk every day for no fucking reason. I was drunk every day. Like, I was a problem drinker for 16 years. The last problem drinker, binge drinker, regular drinker, the last five years of my alcoholism, I was drunk pretty much every day, alone. So imagine today you get drunk, and then for the next five years, you're going to be drunk every day by yourself. That's what I did. And it wasn't a party. It wasn't fun. I was really just doing it out of the pain of the disgust of myself. I don't know. There was so much there. Pain, shame, numbing, uh, delusions, uh, hope. I just wanted to have hope, and it was the closest thing I could get for hope. You know, I didn't have any real hope, but I could live in the fantasy world of being drunk, and, you know, I get a little bit of relief, and I could feel some sort of fake hope or whatever the fuck, you know? just It would relieve the pain of just a really ugly outlook that I was having, right? The pain of an ugly outlook. And I cried. I didn't really cry that much. 
that much. I didn't cry at all, really. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, it just really sucked, if you get the picture. So, hallelujah. I encourage anybody to go out there and uh, get recovery if they need it. There is no shame in it. Well, there's a little shame. You'll be embarrassed at first, you know. You'll have to apologize to people that you wronged. Well, you don't have to. There's nothing that you really have to do. So I'm not going to get above myself and start saying what it is or what it isn't to get sober. I'm just saying, if you're anything like me, it can change your life for the better. Go out and get her. Amen. I am a janitor, as I mentioned. Yeah, I'm a janitor. So what? I mop up floors, scrub toilets, change garbage cans, recycling, huh? compost bins, what? Not good enough for you, huh? You wanted a real man in your life, didn't you? Didn't you? You want the fucking picket fence, huh? The four-car garage, huh? PlayStation every room, huh? Huh? No, Jonathan, no, I love you. It's not like that. You're delusional. You're scared. You're afraid. You're angry. You're all these things. I'm just trying to help you see that I love you for you. No, you don't, you lying bitch. You think I'm nothing because I'm a janitor, huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm a janitor, baby, so why don't you kill me? Janitor. Um, yeah, I love it. it uh, it's a steady gig. It pays my bills. It keeps me in recovery. And it keeps me um, on my path of artistry. It keeps me being an actor and a comic. Because um, I need to work a job that's physical, <clears throat> provides an income, and that it's not too strenuous on my mental faculties. I can't have too many things going into my head. As you can tell, I think, I think in a stream of consciousness. I, it's not really about how I think. It's just my personality. It's like I'm the kind of person where it's like I'm on my performing grind and I can't have anything else coming into my head. So, you know, every job has a... Every job has a, um, a price to pay. They pay you a price in return for services that you render. They're not just giving you money. So, like, you know, whenever you take on a job, there's a price that you have to pay to fill that role, right? As a janitor, I got to sweep up garbage, mop up piss, push my little mop bucket, Push my little mop bucket, mop up piss, mopping up piss, you know, scrubbing toilets, oh, fucking shit stains everywhere, scrubbing toilets, you know, taking out garbage, recycling, compost, that's the price I pay. Some people would call that um, degrading, humiliating, well no, because... I no longer have an ego. Who am I? What am I? What's the point of any of this? Doesn't matter. It's easy to say that when you fucked your life up. <laughs> no, you know, nothing matters anymore. I'm just into the world and love, you know? It's, you know, everything is everything and we are all one and nothing means anything. I'm just devoid of any ego because I'm a fucking failure. But, um... <laughs> No, it's, uh, I just, I don't care. It's just, it's, to me, it's, 
there's two sides to every coin. There's more than two sides to every coin. There's a collection. You don't fucking know what the fuck direction. Your erection is direction. In. I was trying to do like a little beatnik poem or something. The direction of your erection. What direction? One direction? <laughs> what am I talking about? I like that Harry Styles, though. Isn't he, isn't he the cute one? He had that one song that came out recently. That was all right. It had that kind of Pink Floyd rip-off kind of sound to it. Like, uh... <clears throat> There's a sound of the times Gotta get away from here Don't close your eyes It's just the sound of the times <laughs> But, like, I had, like, that really cool kind of, like, weird guitar kind of like flanger thing at the beginning. Anyway, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is every job has their fucking, uh, every rose has its thorn. <laughs> you got to pay a price for whatever you're getting paid for. It's not all fucking shits and giggles. Oh, a doctor. Like, think about the, sure, doctors are fucking perverse. Fucking they'll put you under and touch you while you're, like, sedated. Sure, doctors are pieces of shit, garbage bags, you know, like they're assholes just like anybody. But generally speaking, think of the work it takes to be a doctor. That's the price. A lot of study, a lot of um, pressure, you know. I went to the doctor not too recently just to get a look at my foot. I had a callus on my foot. I have to get surgically removed because I walk a lot, right? I'm a physically fit young man. I walk a lot. I work out. Um, you know, I ain't nothing to write home about, but you know, for my age, 32 years old, I'm in very good shape. And, uh, that's not even old, but I'm just saying, you know, I see a lot of people my age, they're in horrible shape. I see people in general, they're in garbage shape. So, you know, why not flaunt it? Flaunt, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Tell it like it is. Anyways, um, yeah, you know, think of the work of being a doctor, the pressure, I was at the doctor's office getting a look at my, uh, just like uh, going into like a, what do they call it, like a GM or a GP or a general practitioner. Just whatever, uh, like a family doctor or a walk-in clinic. This guy has dozens of people coming in at him every day like, what's wrong with me? Look at this. Take a look at this. Help me here. Help me there. People's lives and wellness are part of the pressure that he has to diagnose. He has to be accountable for it. You know, it's not as easy as just, oh, I'm a doctor, you know. So there's a lot of price that people pay for what they want to be, is what I'm trying to say. And the price I pay to be a comic and an actor is, number one, my mind has to be clear. I can't have any fucking bureaucracy, company policy in my fucking ear. I can't listen to things I don't give a fuck about. I can't adhere to things I don't give a shit about. I'm not listening or paying attention to anything I don't care about. So, henceforth, I got to do jobs that are very um, straightforward. Warehouse worker. Um, garbage man. Well, actually, no. Garbage man, um, there's, a lot to, there's a lot of accountability in that. Because if you're driving a garbage truck, there's the accountability of safe driving procedures. There was a woman who died recently this year in Toronto. She got backed over by a fucking garbage truck. Horrible story. This, this poor young, this poor lady, middle-aged woman. She was a street woman. I don't think she spoke English very well. English wasn't her first language. She was an immigrant to our country. 
and she wound up being homeless and she lived in this alley and everybody told her like please watch out watch out for this alleyway because the garbage truck always comes through this alley and uh you could get hit and she had her little nest <clears throat> her little homeless nest she had built in the back of this alley terrible story so apparently one day or one morning this garbage man accidentally backed over her <clears throat> and uh, you know she died horrible story so what i'm trying to say is you know that's a very well-paying demanding job that requires a lot of accountability you're driving a huge piece of machinery and you can make good money at that and um there's a lot of accountability daily accountability you got to be safe so it's like i don't want to take on those responsibilities you know what i mean that's the price to pay to be a garbage man right so i'd pay the price of being um an actor and a comic by you know doing the work that i got to do to do that just the creativity that i got to spin and then also the work that i got to do is got to be very physical and straightforward that's why the janitor thing works for me what works for you and finally i am a stand up comedian extraordinaire um you know i've been a stand up comic for 10 years now 10 years of experience intermediate phase I, i'm uh trying to build my new hour of material i'm hosting shows getting out and out and about doing shows doing the podcast hallelujah um you know i guess uh you know i was thinking about my first paid gig recently and uh you know it was weird it was this dude that this was back in 2008 so actually i got 11 years experience I'm I'm on my 11th year. I'm in the middle of my 11th year right now. On my 11th year of stand-up comedy. And uh back in 2008, uh my first paid gig was this guy that I knew from a job I used to work. I used to work at a grocery store and uh I bumped into him one day and he's like, "Yo, I I heard you're a comedian and I'm producing comedy shows. Do you want to do my show?" I was like, "Yeah, sweet. Thanks." Okay, it's at this bar. Um it's like a 30 minute spot. I said I didn't have I thought I had 30 minutes of material. I had 30 minutes of material. Was it grade A material? I mean, I still struggle with it. <laughs> you still struggle with writing good material, but um definitely back then it was just like mm, lukewarm. Just really really green. You know, it's like I had the experience like I have 18 years of experience as an actor. At that time I had like I'd been an actor for several years at that time. I had just got out of theater school not too recently or not too long after or bef- around that time when I was doing that fucking first paid gig. Like maybe 2 years prior to that I had just got out of theater school. So you know i had a lot of experience on stage but it was still very i was still very young and still very green and uh anyways i go to this bar and um i got a bar tab whoa so i'm getting drunk i'm having drinks and shit uh 
In the state, I was dressed up to the gills. I had this gold watch on, this gold-plated watch that I had. Thought I looked cool. I had a Ninja Turtles t-shirt on. You know, I had Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, and Raphael. I had all, the, all my little buddies on my shirt. Feeling good. Gold watch, Ninja Turtles shirt, blue jeans, Nike sneakers. And I'm standing on a soapbox. Literally a fucking soapbox. I didn't really get it at first. Like, I kind of knew the idea of a soapbox, but I'm like, are they fucking with me? They're like, no, go stand on that soapbox. I'm like, are you fuck? What? So I, I amble up to the stage, and I fucking... Somehow I balance myself on this fucking soapbox. It's about the size of a fucking shoebox. I'm standing on this fucking soapbox. I'm, I'm fucking swaying back and forth throughout the whole fucking set. But um, I should go back and watch it sometime, because I remember watching it at the time and thinking... Well, I survived. <laughs> I survived. I mean, I got through it. I did like, I think I did like, I think I might have gone short. I think I was supposed to do half an hour and I did like 27 minutes or something or 25 minutes. Something like that. But I, hey, whatever. Nobody was timing me. They didn't, you know, it was just some sort of amateur little gig anyway. So um, anyways, uh, I don't know. I survived it. I, I'm, that's all I can recall from it. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel bad. I just, I survived it. I had a bar tab. I was having free drinks. It was cool. Um, I got paid 70 bucks. 70 smackers. 70 big ones right in the palm of your hand. There you go. You're in show business, kid. Get out there and go make something out of yourself, you son of a bitch. Congratulations. You're in show business, honey. Here you go. Here's 70 big ones. Smack dab right in the palm of your hand. You're gonna be big. You're gonna be bigger than Jesus Christ himself. You're gonna be bigger than the Beatles, kid. Here you go. 70 big ones right in the palm of your hand. There you go, Johnny. And I knew I was onto something, right? And uh, then I wound up meeting up with this chick that I knew, this bartender, right? Uh, at uh, Boston Pizza Sports Pub and Bar and Grill, Canada. Uh, I went and met this girl. She was a waitress at Boston Pizza. We went back to her house. We were gacking up coke all night, fucking all night. What an amazing night, you know? I'm wearing a Ninja Turtles t-shirt, do a stand-up comedy routine, make 70 big ones right in the palm of your hand, kid. 70 big ones, 70 smackers, 70 doubloons. I made $70. Oh, and I'm snorting coke, and I'm fucking waitresses. Oh, my God, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the big time. Then it was just nothing but pain and uh, turmoil after that, as you can probably tell. So, um, yeah, there you go. Jonathan Ramcharan, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that was a very long introduction, but there it is. Those are the four things that kind of head me up these days, you know. Actor. Alcoholic. Janitor. Stand-up comedian. Welcome to the podcast. Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, that is. So, yes. Um, spring has sprung. Spritzen. And uh, just trying to get back into the mode of things, you know. Um, as I mentioned, uh, I've been having some bad sleeps. You know, I haven't been sleeping very well. Um, it's due to, um, you know, I don't know, I've kind of reverted... Uh, back to my uh, old days of, um, you know, falling asleep 
with like the radio on when I'm in some drunken uh, delusion and I pass out or, um, you know, yeah, falling asleep with the radio on, the TV, just that comfort, I guess. I don't know. I've kind of reverted. I don't even know if that's the really a word. Here, I got a dictionary here. Dictionary, dictionary. Revert. I think that's a word. I'm going to look it up in my dictionary. I'm going to go to the bottom of this. Screwy. That's a word. It's in the dictionary. Revert. Reverb. Revert. To return to a former habit, practice, belief, or condition. Revert. I'm fucking smarter than I think. Jesus Christ, i got to trust myself more. Yeah, so sometimes I revert back to my past ways of like, uh, you know, just falling asleep with the TV on, the radio, the lights, and it, it makes for a really discombobulated type of sleep. There's things pinging and ponging around in your head, right? Like lately I've been falling asleep with uh, my laptop on, and it's like on a YouTube continuous loop on YouTube, right? Like video after video is playing, right? And you're hearing all these fucking ads in the background, you know, like, Hey there, mate. You want to learn how to make $10 million in one month? I was just like you at one point. I was a fucking loser. I just got out of uni. I was making $10 an hour working at a cafe. Then I decided I want to be my own boss. So this is what it looks like to make $10 million a year. First things first, you got to talk a lot and make a shitty YouTube video. Try to snare people into doing your bidding. All for the fucking Ponzi scheme price. Just these fucking stupid YouTubers with their cockamamie fucking get rich schemes. These stupid little ads playing in the background and then like... You know, fucking the lights are on, the fan from the bathroom in my apartment's on in the background. I got this really discombobulated sense going on in my fucking head, right? I wake up, my face is all bleary, fucking bags under my eyes, the lights are on. I don't even know if I've slept or not. I don't know what time it is. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get up for work. You know, I'm just feeling real weird, you know? Plus, I haven't shaved. I haven't shaved uh, this week. And it's like, I get that caveman thing where it's like, if I don't shave, man, I start feeling like, ooga booga, ooga, ooga booga, me kill Jane. Like, I start getting fucking, like, mental, right? Like, there's something to that, man. Like, something wild comes out in a man when he doesn't shave, right? And granted, I only got, like, a week of stub. You know, a little bit of stubble on my face. And, like, my my beard doesn't even grow that fast. But, like, I'm telling you, ooga booga, ooga, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm ready to swing a vine, throw a rock. I don't know, man. I gotta do something. I gotta shave this fucking thing, right? So, you know, just really discombobulated, really out of sorts lately, trying to figure things out. You know, spring is sprung, and it's just like a, it's a time to just really recharge and refocus. That's the vibe I'm getting, right? Because um, I got some spring cleaning to do too, man. This place has gone to shit, you know? apartment of mine right talk about taking your work home with you jesus christ after a day of scrubbing toilets at the fucking office you don't want to come home and stare at the bowl of a toilet right come on (laughs) you know i've been sweeping up mopping up shit all fucking day when i'm supposed to come home and clean the place come on i'm gonna go on youtube and fuck around you know go for a walk feed the birds feed the squirrels you know, I want to have a little fun after a fucking day of fucking scrubbing toilets, right? But, hey, you know what? I got to get down to basics. Got to get back to basics, clean this fucking dump up, 
Hopefully I'll be able to sleep better at night and um, water off a duck's ass. Quack! You know, back at life, baby. Hallelujah. Spring is spritzing. <sighs> Maybe I'll get some pussy this year. <clears throat> and what else is going on here? Um, yeah, um, my old shoes. Had a pair of very faithful um, Puma running shoes. They've come to an end. Every good thing must come to an end. And they've come to an end. Uh, I'm going to post a picture on the website. I had these babies since uh, May of 2016. And I clomped all over Toronto, downtown Toronto, hallelujah, home of the brave, the six. I clomped all over this fucking city in these damn things, right? These Puma running shoes. And uh, I wore them. First, I used to wear them as like my cool going out shoes. And then as they got a little bit more dusty and dirty and downtrodden, I started wearing them as work shoes. And, um, I, I, you know, I clocked some miles in these motherfuckers. I made some money in these motherfuckers. I wore them to work. I walked around in them, and every good thing must come to an end. And uh, they served me faithfully for uh, three years, May 2016 to, uh, I guess, April 2019. And uh, they were starting to stink, starting to get that janitorial must from, you know, when I'm, when I'm mopping floors, right? And I'm pushing my little mop bucket. I get the, get the mop bucket and whomp, whomp, And I'm mopping the floor. And there I am standing there in my fucking janitorial Puma sneakers. They were getting a little bit of the janitorial funk. A little bit of the muster on them. They were starting to reek. So I'm like, well boys, we had some good times together. Clomped over this godforsaken city. Up and down, smiles and frowns. Gotta let you go, boys. It's been a nice walk. It's been nice walking with you, running with you, tap dancing with you, shooking and jiving with you, mopping with you, rocking with you. It's time to go, boys. Pains me to let you go, but you stink. You smell like fucking janitorial must. Gotta throw you in the trash bin. Keep on rocking in the free world. And boom, tossed him in the bin. Took a picture first, right? Like I said, I took a picture. I'm going to post it on the podcast. So I um, had to toss out these shoes. But, you know, when God closes a door, he opens a chimney, right? So as I threw these shoes out, I decided to, um, you know, my heart was kind of feeling a little bad. Like I said, I, I put on a lot of miles on those shoes, right? They really meant something to me. So I'm like, hmm, well, I need a new pair of work shoes now. And uh, at work... As a janitor, like I said, you're mopping up shit. You're mopping up fucking piss and shit. You need to wear slip-resistant footwear. Company policy, company mandate. We've had too many dead janitors on our hands, and what we need now is a a way to mitigate the uh, expense of uh, paying for janitorial funerals. I don't want to see another dead janitor in my history of... uh, organization and organizing, you know what I'm talking about, some bureaucratic fuck, you know, you gotta wear this and do this because I said so. Makes sense actually though. It's like safety wear, PPE, personal protective equipment. So, I gotta get these new shoes, right? These uh, slip-resistant janitorial sneakers, right? I order these motherfuckers from online, right? I order them online because um, 
If you go looking for like slip resistant footwear, just like at the mall in Toronto, I couldn't find anything decent. And they have a website where they sell some pretty decent ones, some pretty fucking badass looking ones too. The ones that I purchased were called uh, the Low Rider Fours. The Low Rider Fours. They look pretty dope, you know. I can get my fucking janitor. I can get my janitor on and them motherfuckers, right? I'm looking at them things. I'm like, yo, dog, I get myself a pair of them low rider fours, baby. I'll be tap dancing at work, doing crip walking shit, you know? Feeling good, man. You got to have a little fun. Kick it up a notch at work, right? Why not? You know, look good, feel good. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get a pair of these fucking low rider fours, right? <laughs> so I order these motherfucking things online. They send it to my house. Apparently, so I'm like, it's like, oh, the, the, the shipment is in process. I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So it's been like about a week, week and a half, right? I'm like, where the fuck are these sneakers, right? I'm clomping around working my fucking um, steel toe boots. It's like wearing a fucking, um, like, what do they call those things? Uh, like a chain, a ball and chain on your fucking feet. You know, I got a lot of fucking ground to cover, a lot of toilets to clean, a lot of floors to mop. I can't be walking around in construction boots. You know, I need some... You know, sleek, slip-resistant sneakers, man. I got shit to do, man. I'm a janitor, baby. You know? That fucking spill isn't going to clean itself up. Right? I got to get from point A to point B in a heartbeat. Snap. Get it. Right? So I'm like clomping around in these fucking work boots all fucking day. I'm sleeping like a fucking asshole. I can't even sleep at night. You know? Like, something's got to give, right? So I'm like, where the fuck are these goddamn sneakers, right? So go online and I check, I check the fucking, um, check the, the tracking order, tracking number. Well, according to our records, uh, FedEx has delivered your shoes. What? What? I don't, no, they haven't. I don't, how can you have delivered something to me that I don't have? I obviously, I don't have the sneakers. They're saying I have the sneakers. I, I don't have them. I, I, I don't have them. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I don't have them. What do you mean they were delivered to me? That's what the little fucking tracking number says, right? I'm like, these cocksucking liars, right? These guys are fucking fibbers. So I call up FedEx. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What the blood clot? Boom, blood clot. You know, like, where's my shoes? They're like, oh, well, sorry, sir. It says that it was delivered. It says it was delivered to the uh, Uber. I think they meant to write super, but they wrote Uber. It was delivered to Uber, U-P-E-R. Do you know a Uber? I'm like, what? No, I don't know a fucking Uber, all right? Who the fuck is Uber? They're like, oh, well, it says it was delivered to Uber. Uh, they probably meant super. I'm like, oh, well, it's possible. I mean, like, the superintendent, uh, the, the maintenance man, the superintendent, is that what it is? Super villain, whatever, the super guy at my building. He's actually pretty cool. And it's possible that he had received uh, the shoes and just kind of forgot to let me know. But it's like really more or less just negligence and, and laziness on their fucking part. You know, they're so dumb. It's like, why, why would you run that risk as a delivery company to deliver a package to... Um, to deliver a package to a, to a, a secondary party? You know, like... Why wouldn't you d deliver it to the fucking, the package owner or whatever, right? Oh, so then like, 
They're like, well, there's nothing we can do about it until um, next week, but we're going to conduct a full investigation. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I'm like, well, I guess that's what it is. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. The, the investigation is, is on. And on Monday, I can check with my super to see, or my ooper. I'll check with my ooper to see if um, I got the package. They're like, okay, thank you, sir. Thank you for your understanding. I'm like, okay, yeah, no worries. Click. So then I get a phone call. Uh, this was last night. I get a, uh, I get a phone call, um, you know, like maybe 10 minutes later. Hello, sir. How are you today, sir? This is, um, this is Marinder. He's like, who? Marinder. Like, Parminder? No, it's Marinder. I'm conducting an investigation into the missing uh, shoes, the missing package. I'm conducting an inter in investigation into the missing shoes. And I'm like, hold on a second, right? I was eating a, I was eating a plate of fl fries, right? <laughs> I'm like, hold on a second. I'm like, oh. And I ate like a handful of fries and I put this guy on hold. <laughs> I don't even know why I did it. I was just like, I was just kind of annoyed. Like I was getting interrupted in the middle of dinner to hear from these idiots about my shoe missing investigation. Hold on a second. I put him on pause and eating a plate of fries. <clears throat> so yeah, Parminder, what were you saying? No, Marinder. Oh, sorry, Marinder. Uh, yes, uh, Marinder. Uh, so what's, what's up? You're going to find these shoes within like a, a business day? Within three business days, sir. Within three business days, we're going to find the missing shoes. Okay, all right. Thank you, Marinder. Thank you for your phone call. Okay. Bye. Click. So there's a pending investigation, but, you know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's within the first 48 hours. That's the key point. Like, I've, have you ever watched, like, Dateline or, like, 48 hours? It's within the first 48 hours of any investigation, that's when the legwork needs to be done. After that, the trail goes cold. You'll never find the dead body. You'll never find the killer. You'll never find the shoe salesman who stole the shoes or whatever. Like, the first 48. It's got to be with the first 48 hours of an investigation. So this thing's being bungled from the beginning. I got no faith in the fucking shoe investigation department that they're going to find these fucking shoes, man. And... I stand with the millions of other victims and victims' families that when, like, a killing happens or a murder happens and there's no answers and they're waiting for confirmation, they're waiting for information, it's just the frustration when, a, when an investigation gets bungled like that, whether it's a loved one that was murdered or a lost um, UPS package. Like, it's trying, you know? Obviously, you can sense my sarcastic and uh, attempt at humor there, but, uh, you know, this, this fucking investigation's been bungled from the start, right? It's like, yo, like, who the fuck is Ooper? That's their lead in, you know, there's something going on with this Ooper character. They're going to find out. It says the package was delivered to Ooper. Who is Ooper? When was Ooper delivered to? I've got to find these things out. I'm an investigator. Uh, so... Hopefully they turn up my missing shoes. Otherwise, I gotta clomp around in these godforsaken fucking construction boots for the next god knows when, how long. <laughs> yes. So, um, anyways, it got me thinking too, though. Um, it got me thinking about the pain of humility. As I mentioned, I'm in recovery, and. Um, 
One thing I've been dealing with this year is um, now that I'm a sober living man, pretty solid in my recovery, still accountable, still growing, still making amends where I need to, still trying to live a working program. It's a growing program. It's, my, it's, it's to grow spiritually. So my work is never quite done. And I have to check my ego, be conscious of um, the faults that I have, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. And um, this whole fiasco with the shoes, I mean, it had me thinking because, you know, I didn't chew the woman's head off, you know, the first person I talked to, um, the first uh, phone customer service rep, the lady, she goes, well, um, there's nothing we can do until um, next week. I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, it kind of annoyed me, obviously, because... I took it, you know, there's one way to take it. You could take it personally. I was taking it kind of, you know, I didn't. But one way I could have taken it was personally. Oh, you know, she's just lazy and wants to get me off the phone. She doesn't care what really happened to this package. She's just another bureaucratic fuck, another fucking um, leech in a company payroll. You know, like she's just another fucking wasted person, right? You know, giving me these half-assed remarks, rebukes, um, giving me these fucking you know, washed up act, uh, washed up answers, you know, like, oh, uh, we don't know, no, 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 you know, I, there was no real sense of, uh, I mean, I didn't really know how to take it other than she just was saying basically they're going to look into it, is what I'm saying, right, like, she more or less was just like, oh, we're going to look into it, okay, that's really comforting to know, you know, like, thank you, right, so um, I was just like, you know what, it's not her fault, it's a Friday, so she's hopefully getting off work pretty soon. She said they're going to look into it. They're going to be an investigation. There's going to be a process, whatever. Let it be. It could wait till Monday anyways, because I have to check with my building super. He's obviously not here. He's, uh, you know, he went home for the weekend. So it's like, yo, I'll just wait till Monday, see what's up anyways, right? And I said to her, okay, cool, thank you. Then Marinder called me, right, the investigator. Hello, sir, we're going to be investigating into the missing shoes. I'm like, okay, thank you. Well, I was eating a plate of fries. And uh, I was like, hmm. You know, they did. They did put some effort into it. And um, it all comes down to what I'm working on this year is trying to be less defensive, be free of ego, and realize I need humility. And something that really stuck in my head from one of um, one of the guys in my recovery, he's an old-timer, right? How's it going, son? Hey there, son, how's it going? Hey, it's good to see you, son. You're doing really good. You're doing really good. You know, you know, when I was, you know, when I first came into these rooms, I was scared. I was alone. I got down on my knees, and I thank God for my recovery. I was knee-high to a grasshopper, you know, and thankfully here I am, I'm 32 years sober today. He just goes on these fucking tirades, like, giving you advice and shit, and (laughs) he's a really nice guy, he's funny, everybody loves him at the group, and, um, but, you know, he's a little long-winded, he's an elderly man, and, uh, you know, sometimes he just talks a lot, right, and it's like, eh, you don't really want to hear it, but last week, uh, when I was at my meeting, uh, he comes up to me and goes, oh, yes, I was going to work. You're doing really good at work, are you, son? I'm like, yeah, I'm a full-time janitor now, you know? 
the blessings are coming. Like, um, I'm a full-time janitor. got the gig. He goes, oh, it's really good, son. It's really good. You know, you get down on your knees and you pray. You know, it's, you're doing really good. And he goes, uh, you know, here's the thing about what we're doing. We're trying to stay sober. We're trying to get away from our ego. And there's pain in humility. The pain of humility. The humiliation and pain of humility. There's pain in humility, boy. There's pain, son. Pain of humility. And it got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, this old motherfucking rambling idiot's right. Like, the pain of humility. Like, there's pain in humility, man. Like, there's, there's pain in it. Because my ego says, I know better. My ego says, I'm above this. My ego says, I don't need to listen to this. My ego says, my ego says. What my ego says is what my ego says. You know? And there were so many instances this week where I noticed people like, like for example, like I told you, I'm a janitor, right? I was mopping the floor. And I took the mop bucket and I'm I'm mopping the floor and I put up a sign and it says, um, wet floor, caution, watch out. It's obvious I'm mopping this, this area. Now, there's two ways to proceed through this area. They could proceed, the general public, they could proceed where I'm mopping, or they could take two steps to the right and walk down that laneway. There was a great percentage of people that chose to walk through where I'm mopping. Their egos weren't in check. I mean, that's an assumption. But I mean, the common sense thing is when somebody says caution, when the rules are laid out in front of you, there's a caution sign saying work in progress. Don't come this way. Don't go this way. What does their ego say? I do whatever I want. I don't have to listen to what the building uh, maintenance people say. I'm walking this way because that's where I want to walk. So then they walk through it. Well, the signs are for a reason, idiot. Like, we, we're trying to let people know that this is a very wet surface, a dangerous place to be walking with a lot of people in a busy area. You might want to take caution and use the safer route. But no, their ego. I go this way. So then they walk on through. And it's water off a duck's ass. Like, water off a duck's ass. I don't care. But it's like, it got me thinking. And then... That's one little thing. And then you see it snowball into so many other things. Engaging with nonsense. I saw a guy at my um, local uh, No Frills. That's like a grocery store. He's like a, he's a worker at a grocery store. And I saw him and he, he would butt heads with customers. Like a lot of times there's like weirdo customers, street people that'll come in and natter and say things. And I see him, sometimes I would see him he just comes to mind all of a sudden. Sometimes I see him like get into arguments with customers about stupid things. And it's obvious the customer is in some weird, deluded state. And this employee, this worker, he's, well, you know, what, this is how it is and blah, blah, blah. And he's getting in these arguments. And it's just like, dude, just save your breath. Like, if people want to talk to you like an idiot, that's totally their own doing. It has nothing to do with you. Like, you, you have the choice to be like, okay, like, I don't have to engage with what, 
what's going on here. You don't have to get all personal about it. Oh no, it's this way. I'm right. I'm right. No, it's my way. I'm right. Basically, what I'm trying to say is when people get into arguments about being right, I've got to be right at all costs. When it's just like, just let it go. The pain of humility is to be humble. To be seen for what you are versus what you want to be seen as. To be humble because we all think we're somebody. Don't we? I'm somebody. I'm here. I matter. I have self-importance. When realistically, we're just one of the nine billion people on the fucking planet. One of the billions upon billions of organisms on the planet. Like, who are we? What are we? That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. The pain of humility. It's nothing but pain. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan Ramtran. <laughs> I'm reporting live for duty on this magnificent April 13th in the year of our Lord. Kind of a discombobulated feel, kind of a stream of consciousness, stream of consciousness kind of feel to this one. It was fun. Some things were on there, some things weren't. I don't know. I don't hurt. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You got any questions, queries, or qualms? jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, you live it, you love it, you realize it. Alright? Peace. Oh, my God.